Welcome to the Jeff Gross Podcast. This episode is brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes. All right, we are live. We are in Florida. We have Andrew Nimi in Vegas. We both are from Michigan. I got the Michigan shirt on, hyped up. Lots to talk about with that, what's going on there. But Andrew, tell us, uh, how's it going? How are you? What's what's happening? Life is good. Uh, I'm coming at you from Las Vegas, and uh, it's a little bit earlier here than it is uh, where you are. And uh, it's good, though, because I need to get on the Bahamas schedule, which is happening this weekend. Um, but yeah, I'm usually not uh, up at these hours. Um, that's OK. Set the alarm and uh, ready to go. Ready to have a nice chat with you, Jeff Gross. Let's do it, man. We got we have a lot to talk about. We are obviously excited about the Bahamas. Both of us going to be there for that uh, Poker Stars 25K Platinum Pass where we have two. We did a competition where we kind of uh, over the course of some time, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. Oliver Biles and Matt Kiefer, we ended up selecting to go down there. So that's really cool. We'll meet them in person and they're going to get a chance to play the 25K. Um, I guess uh, I want to talk about that. But let's first of all, just give people a little background. Uh, let us know where who you are, where you're from. Like, well, give us give us the the, the rundown, like the the, the quick life story of how it all started and and uh, born and raised and, and the whole deal and what got you got you kind of going into poker okay well uh we have to go back to my days at michigan state university um got my degree from there my last credits from college uh, i did an internship in london uh it was with a very small music promo- music promotion company um didn't really know what i wanted to do uh when i was when i was in school telecommunications degree um, could go so many different ways I thought I would work in uh, you know cell phone technology or who knows what um, so yeah I, I guess like a lot of people they either do their master's degree or they end up getting an internship and I went the internship route and I worked for a company in London that uh, it was awesome it was a very small company uh, just a couple guys that ran it and maybe one other employee and myself. So it was a really cool uh, ex- uh, experience. Got to live in London for like a year and a half and uh, they hired me after my internship was over. So I was hanging out there and running around town and working in music industry and going to see shows and all this stuff. Um, stayed there until my visa expired and then uh, had to come back to the US after that. Moved to LA, did the music industry thing for maybe four years or so, um, but never really found a job that I think I enjoyed as much as uh, the one I had in London. Um, So I bounced around a little bit and this was around the years 2004 to 2008. So this is like peak poker boom years, um, which I wasn't taking super seriously throughout that time, but dabbling in the online uh, streets, which, you know, again, so many different sites, so many people playing online, so many people getting into poker, myself included. It was all over TV and uh, just started to get more and more interested in it and Again, it was a lot easier uh, back in the day. You could get by on not doing uh, nearly as much studying and still, you know, as long as you're putting in a decent volume of hours, you can do pretty well in poker. And uh, combined with all that hype around poker was the sort of uh, uh, instant recession in the economy. So that happened. Music industry wasn't really... I don't know. I wasn't really feeling it as much as I, as I did at first at my original job and, uh, poker was just everywhere. So 
I was playing more and more as my job kind of slowed down around the economy slowing down. And before we know it, I'm playing full-time poker, grinding online. Always loved Las Vegas. I was living in LA, came to Vegas maybe 20 times or so over the course of four years. Uh, always disliked when it was time to leave, pack up the bags and check out of the hotel. Decided I didn't want to have to leave anymore, move out to Las Vegas. And uh, this has been home for almost 10 years now. All right. So, and again, those of you that don't know Andrew or those of you that do know, we want to congratulate you on the 100,000 YouTube uh, subscribers. That's a big deal. And, you know, you've been the standard. You've been, you know, known as the guy that uh, pretty much everyone that I think watches poker vlogs knows who you are and has seen your stuff. It's really high quality. You edit them yourselves, which is amazing. Um, and, and hitting that 100K milestone is pretty, pretty incredible. Why don't you uh, talk us a little bit about how that actually started? When did that start? What, like, you know, not the exact date, but roughly when, like what made you one day say, you know what, I'm going to start starting a vlog when did that roughly happen and what made you want to do that uh so i had thought about it for a little while I kicked around the idea in my head um i started watching uh, a couple of mainstream guys on youtube not that weren't doing poker content um and just kind of like understood what they were up to and really enjoyed the medium of you know just telling your daily story into the camera and you don't have to ask uh, anyone, you know, for uh, for either for permission or for, you know, a job or, you know, submit your your storyline to someone for approval or something like that. Uh, just sort of like really clicked as far as connecting directly with an audience and um, doing a little bit of creative storytelling through this uh, this YouTube vlogging thing. And I also just kind of thought that maybe some people might be into the uh the daily poker story um there was a lot of content in poker there's always been you know uh tv shows about like poker cash games these high stakes poker shows um obviously there's the wsop on espn all these uh all these shows and tournaments and things all these cash games they're super high stakes uh even the the, the main event at the wsop is ten thousand dollars buy-in so that's like a dream that's like a lifetime dream for some people it's not like people are going and doing this every year um it's not like people are bellying up to the table at these massive high stakes nosebleed cash games so i kind of felt like the games that i was playing those are the games that most people are playing and they might dig just uh having an eye on someone who's going and playing these games the same games that they're playing and uh running through some hands as well and, and walking people through, you know, some hand histories that where people, they don't really have a, uh, you know, a, a professional poker player to chat hands with. They might chat hands with their friends, but that's going to be very basic, basic uh, level discussion. So decided to add that aspect, give that a try into the videos and uh, just started uploading. This was around, this is in October of 2016. So a little bit over two years ago. And, and to how, how was that? Like, was it something where when you obviously the, the journey, it's, uh, you know, it's gotta be a big learning curve for you that you like from looking back when you first started, like the, after you did the first one or two, was it kind of like, I, did you love it? Were you like, man, I don't know. This is a lot of work. So I imagine, you know, I know how much time 
an effort goes into to vlogging and even just the shooting alone, let alone, I don't know as much the editing side. I'm very for it. Like I've used someone from the start. I didn't dive into the editing side of it, you know, which I think has its pluses and minuses. Obviously, like it's great to do it on your own because you, you kind of, you script it exactly how you want it. You don't send it off and then like maybe some key parts or stuff gets missed. So you have that advantage, but it takes a lot of time. How much time have you saved or, or how much have you learned from that initial process? Was it like looking back and you're like, oh man, I can't believe, or you know, like I even started or how, how different is it from your first, you know, say a couple of weeks or months of vlogging to now? Like what would you say some of the biggest learnings have been or, or just overall uh, experience with that? Like what's been, what, what's been looking back that then to now, like what would you say to someone maybe that's thinking of starting vlogging, any advice, tips, or just kind of uh, a little bit of a, your journey with that? You know, you could shed some light on that. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely doing it the smart way. You uh, you hired someone to to do all the uh, the cutting up of the footage and stuff. Um, the filming is relatively easy. Um, you know, you just you bring the camera, you keep it in your pocket, and uh, it's, it can be a pretty nice camera these days, even on your cell phone. Cell phones have pretty amazing cameras, so the filming itself is relatively easy. Uh, the difficult part is the editing and. Not necessarily super difficult. It just takes a long time. It's very, it can be very tedious depending on how you want your, your uh, final product to look. Um, the first video that I put together, it took me, uh, it took me two full days to edit because I had downloaded a new program, editing uh, program called Premiere Pro that I had never used before. And the good thing about these editing programs is that there's so many people using them. Um, that you can type in a question to YouTube and just ask whenever you need help, whenever you don't know how to do something. And there'll be a bunch of people that have made videos and you can uh, just watch their stuff and get an answer and you move on. So in my first video, my first blog, I said the goal was to maybe make a video every session that I played. And I, I put this number out of like maybe five sessions and videos a week. So this shows like just how clueless I was about how long it was going to take because the first video took me two days, two full days to edit. Um, and if you're just doing that, that leaves literally no time for anything else. If you're just grinding poker and making videos, then, you know, good luck having any sort of a life. And so obviously we had to dial that down pretty quickly. Um, it was just not possible. But uh, yeah, I guess like I give the advice of unless you unless you just really want full control and full like creative expression over uh over the content um the videos that you're making i would always uh, probably suggest to go the jeff gross route and hire someone to uh, help you out do the editing even if it's even if it comes out looking a little bit different than you might have uh, envisioned it it's probably not going to be like that bad of a thing uh different doesn't necessarily mean bad so yeah i would uh, recommend getting some help uh, along the way early on, probably. Is that something you're considering to, to shift to, or are you just so accustomed to it? You have your, such your own style and such. Do you, do you think that's something, are you, would you consider doing that? Or are you just like set now at this point on always doing your own or how, how, uh, what about the future, um, for that? Like w what's your take on that? Yeah, it's, it's pretty difficult. It's like, it's tough to give over the control after, you know, you've built, you've, you've built this, this product, this channel, the audience, and they've kind of come to become accustomed to, uh, your style. There's so much personality that goes into the editing. You know, you can even, you can insert jokes just via the editing. Um, so there's different things like that, that you worry about handing over control and releasing control of. Um, there's other aspects of the videos. Like when I do the hands, the hand histories, that stuff, there's not really any, 
creativity or, you know, not often, occasionally I'll, I put something in, but for the most part, it's very formulaic. So I think that is the easiest part to hand over control to someone else and uh, let them insert the graphics and uh, whatever needs doing for those, those parts. And so I recently started working with Jason Somerville and, and team run it up and he's got uh, yeah, a whole team of, you know, editors and graphic designers and guys at his disposal that can help out and pitch in. And, uh, they've started with like maybe the past three videos, just dropping the graphics in. Um, it's still me like doing all the cuts and making sure the hand history sounds and looks the way I want it to. But even the, even just dropping in the, the, the graphic overlay, all those cards and making sure they're in the right spots, that'll, that'll save me a couple of hours of work per video. Um, so if that's off my plate, that's, that's great. Yeah, that's, that's huge. I think, you know, finding ways being obviously, uh, one of the leaders of poker content that you are, it's, it's one of those things where finding ways to delegate or just kind of find things that maybe you could outsource or do, uh, as good goes a long way. So that's one of the questions I had for you. How do you find the time to be so active and, and on so many different platforms, you know, your, your Instagram here, we got it pulled up, you're on Twitter. Um, you know, I, I can relate in a lot of this stuff. It takes a lot of time. Do you find yourself ever a little overwhelmed with stuff? or do you kind of is it just part of you know you get it down to a science you, you know how to do stuff like and obviously also i want to ask about boozy who is amazing and we've had dinner uh with my wife and you guys and 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 i want to chat about that as well and she she does help though she does some editing or she does some she does she's incorporated into your your overall uh arsenal or, or she does her own thing mostly or does she help in some capacities with what you do She's she's definitely involved like behind the scenes a lot. Um, she as far as like all the merch stuff goes, for example, this favorable uh, apparel hat beanie right here. Uh, all the design uh, is her work. All the sourcing, all the fulfillment, the website design, all that stuff. Uh, that's that's her uh that's her hands on it i know um, you can't see it i got it pulled up the website here i'm at a hockey little uh showing to your your uh youtube and other stuff as well that you have here going right now i'm looking scrolling through the men's clothing for favorable so yeah that's cool so that is she does a lot she helps big time with that kind of stuff that's cool yeah for sure uh i might give like five percent input on uh, <laughs> on some things here and there but uh that's that's all her and she's been a massive help uh with that stuff um as far as the videos go it's predominantly me the uh obviously the filming is me the editing is all me um as far as like the other social media accounts i don't know i think you probably do a better job of it than i do uh, I don't, I definitely don't have a science to it. I sort of, uh, post on Instagram when I feel inspired to take a photo and edit a photo. Um, I do some stories here and there. I like doing like Q and A's on, uh, on Instagram stories, the AMA type stuff. I don't know. I don't really, I don't know how I keep up with it. I just sort of like go about it. I, I think I could do a better job with it. Um, there's people like I watch uh, Gary Vaynerchuk who says, you know, you need to be posting on the Instagram feed like six times a day, which just seems insane to me. Um, so I'm nowhere near that amount. And I don't know. I don't know if like I should be doing more. I kind of just do it when I feel like it. And that's that's kind of been the M.O. Uh, <laughs> since I started playing poker. I just kind of like do what I feel like doing, um, which, you know, is good and bad. It's good because maybe you won't get as burnt out per se. But uh, probably could be pushing myself a little bit further uh, in, in a couple different directions. Yeah. Well, no, you do a great job. And it is, uh, again, being in the this content creating type space, I know it can be a little overwhelming sometimes. I think I think a big part of it is just not getting sucked into 
other people like it's like you go on there, you post something, and then you find yourself like, I'll find myself like 10, 15 minutes scrolling through or looking at other people's stuff. But, you know, honestly, yeah. that is part of it, though, too. You need to be aware of what's going on in your industry and your peers and see how, what they're doing. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I'll look at your site or Jamie's or Lex's or these other, you know, and I'm like, oh, man, or run it up stuff. And I'm like, that's cool. Or they did this or now there's this new way to do a story or the, the, the question stuff. And, you know, I think like I, I go back and forth with my wife who sometimes will say like, hey, you're on social media too much. But it's like, you know, I get it if it's like you're just doing it to do it but like I, I i would argue that there is some where it's instructional educational and also just being you know in engaging with some of the other creators and, and friends on there too right it's not just a one-way street where you post and don't give anything back you want to engage and and be a part of it but it, it's definitely a fine line between getting sucked into there's so many different things facebook instagram you know snapchat you were saying you deleted i really don't use that one but you know at some point it just becomes like you could look at your day and say i'm i'm spending hours a day on social media not to mention the the filming of youtube vlogs the editing of it for you so yeah it can be a little overwhelming i think and it's just a matter of of kind of having some parameters and and, and just trying to do a, do a good job balancing as you go so that yeah, can definitely relate yeah, man, the uh, the endless scroll of uh, of twitter and instagram is uh uh, is a crazy invention whoever put that feature into these apps um yeah i mean as far as like inspiration goes yeah i totally i agree with you i mean the the vlog was inspired you know by a guy named casey neistat who i mentioned a lot in you know various chats so you know if he wasn't doing his thing and if i didn't see him doing his thing i don't know if i would be doing this thing and you know you take a little bit here and there um obviously when you're as you mentioned like when you're working on all these projects, there's less time to uh, gather that sort of information. Um, yeah, I think you sort of have to like, uh, be aware of what's, what you're doing and how much time you're spending on these apps and what, and what the reason is that you're spending time on them. Um, yeah, if you're gathering inspiration or, you know, just whatever, be hanging out on 15, 20 minutes or something here yeah. and there, uh, but that, that time can add up. And you can get lost in that that endless scroll of Twitter. You, get, you end up in threads about politics and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, rabbit, you rabbit hole. Uh, speaking of politics, I'm shooting around on my list, but we're we're getting some nice segues here. Let's we got to talk about it. Being both from Michigan, got a lot of love for Michigan. Born and raised. Um, I think we can both say we got we got pretty pretty pump faked as maximum you could. It was like out of nowhere. I was like, oh, it's on the bill. The Senate House passed by a majority. One of my best friends is a lobbyist there. You know, he was saying it's. It's like a guarantee the governor's going to sign basically. I don't know that he was saying like 93 plus percent. So, you know, you're talking about a three out on the river type of situation. The governor's leaving and it looks like it's all good. I didn't even know when it was actually getting finalized. But then next thing I know, someone texted me like at nighttime. They're like, it just didn't pass. And I'm like, damn, you know, like even though it had been 15 months, 13 months away, 15 months away, like having that Michigan added to Pennsylvania just passed. Like now you're talking about a decent network, even just selfishly for Twitch or playing online, like it would have been great to go play poker stars uh ha have that that look you know the the pool go back home be at my parents house be there a little more often not saying i have to play poker to go home to see them but it just adds like all right you have an office you have a setup there you have a space you have your family it's just it's cool you know like to be you know obviously i know now you're doing some twitch stuff as well with running up i know you've been been dabbling in those streets kind of kind of getting in there as well so you know i think it was i can say that was a, i, I want to hear your experience like did you basically think it was a lock and and how do you feel about that that whole situation yeah i mean i don't know why i uh, continue to be surprised by developments in the online poker legislation world uh you think we would learn our lesson by now um just with how slow all, all this stuff seems to move through 
um, I don't know if it's like both state level, federal level, whatever. It's just unbelievably slow, unbelievably, it can be pretty tilting if you think about it. Um, yeah, I thought it was a lock. You know, I was reading articles along the way. It's like all of a sudden, all right, passed, passed the House now, or the Senate now needs to pass the House. It looks good. All right, that was easy. Great. Now we're going to have online poker. And everyone says the governor's going to sign the bill. He's uh, almost surely going to be signing it. And then uh, one day you wake up. No, he vetoed it. Yeah. And now we have to go back to the next uh, legislative session, I guess, which uh, will happen later this month. But I guess there's going to have to be a lot of re-educating some incoming uh you know, legislators as well. And who knows? I guess there's still a lot of positivity as far as the passing of that will um, currently uh, with the new uh, incoming legislators. But we'll just, again, we just have to wait and see. And it's just been so much of this over the past handful of years. Um, and it's really just ridiculous because, you know, people talk about, I know, um, the outgoing governor Rick Snyder, he mentioned that it's he's worried about it being an expansion of gambling into people's homes and stuff like that. But that's never that's never the actual debate because you can so easily anybody anywhere in the country pretty much can just hop on the internet and start gambling for real money like so easily. Right. And you're you're not like you're if we pass regulated online poker in any one state or in this country you're protecting people from having to deposit on these shady offshore sites or, you know, using these apps where the money is handled from, you know, a guy that you don't even know who he is. And you're, you're putting all of these games into a very transparent process and all these companies are going to be licensed and people, instead of gambling in these other shady spots, they will be doing it in very, you know, upfront regulated locations. And to say that it's like, you know, uh, an expansion of gambling, um, it's just not, it's just not true. And it's like, you have to assume that these people are smart and they know what they're talking about. And so are they just like being willfully ignorant or is, you know, is there more likely maybe some sort of reason why they're, uh, you know, signing off on these vetoes and stuff? Yeah. Is there, is there it's some, only be speculation on my part. Um, but yeah, it would be so cool to have it in Michigan. I mean, just like you, I would love to be able to go back there. I've been doing some uh, some online poker live streams on both YouTube and Twitch, and it would be so cool to have it in Michigan. Um, you know, there's a bunch of casinos around Michigan, so I think it would be really fun to like just do like a month long uh, kind of road trip around Michigan and be able to go, you know, feature some of these casinos and bring the laptop and uh, extra screen along, and then do some live streams all over uh, from from Michigan. Yeah, I'm with you. I, we got to call. We definitely. I mean, that's a no-brainer. We gotta. We gotta collaborate on that when that time comes around. Obviously, we're both part of Team Run It Up now. Which I, I just want to answer quickly to a, a guy, Tim Jenkins, in the chat, kind of mentioning. He said, uh, "What's your main involvement with RIU on Nimi's channel? Amongst announcement of partnership, but I don't really understand the current activity. So I think we do have to give Jason Somerville kind of the godfather of Twitch poker, Andrew Nimi the godfather of YouTube, and he is part of the team now. We're all we're going. You know, we have a lot." Of synergies within that group, so I guess maybe could, could you just touch again on that with Run It Up, like what, how your, how that works with you being part of Team Run It Up? Just a couple questions in the chat as well. Sure. Uh, you've already sort of mentioned it, but can you just bear with me one second? I gotta grab, I gotta grab my laptop charger. Yeah, yeah, no problem. 
No problem, guys. We are live with Andrew Nimi. We had a little bit of volume issues. Bear with us. This is the Jeff Gross Podcast. We are learning as we go. This is a... Uh, we've had some technical difficulty. We will get on SoundCloud. We will get on iTunes. We'll get on Spotify, all that good stuff. We are literally in day one. Andrew's very gracious to come on at the early stages. We've also had some Ben CB, Joey Ingram. I had Eric Damier with Earth, Earth Picks. We actually had to take that... Um, down there was an issue with it and we had to put it back up today so if you guys could check it out comment on it if you saw it before just uh help us out that's gonna you know we're, we're trying to build the channel here as we go and we're learning so we are literally we're you know just like i think one of the biggest things i'd say um I guess I don't want to speak for Andrew, but with YouTube, with Twitch, with podcasting or any of this type of stuff, I think it's really important to just dive in if you want to do it, because you know what? Like, yeah, I could have a better setup. I could have a more elaborate thing. The the volume has been a little bit tricky, but you know what? I'd rather do it than not do it and like wait till everything's perfect, because that's just I don't think how things get done. So you know, I apologize. Bear with us. Technical difficulties and other stuff. But we're just kind of uh, learning as we go. So, you know, bear with us here and uh yeah, Andrew, what do you think about that? I think you would say if you waited until now, you know, <laughs> you, you, like you're going to learn as you go on a lot of this stuff. Yeah, no, I was just talking to somebody else about uh, they were thinking about uh, or they're going to be starting a, uh, a channel or do some vlogging. I don't know where the vlogs are going to go exactly. But uh, yeah, you just kind of like you you get started and you exactly you said it. You, you learn as you go. You make some tweaks. You get some feedback um, from both, you know, your friends or some other people that are doing a similar project or the audience themselves. And then you refine it, you know, no one's expecting uh, some beautiful masterpiece creation uh, right off the bat. And I don't think that's realistic. If, if someone is expecting something like that, that they're being unrealistic. So take that in mind as you get started and uh, off you go. Really, that's that's the way to do it. And that sort of ties into the run it up stuff. I mean, they're basically like. They're an agency of sorts, right? So they're going to be helping out in a couple of different directions. They're going to be uh, helping out as far as management goes with like, um, you know, both uh, doing the creative side, coming up with graphics, you know, to use on your Twitch channel. If you're trying to get into Twitch, they're really trying to help the, the poker creators um, make their lives easier and get the message out and, and help them in that process, wherever the person might need help. So for me, yeah, if they can chip in on the editing a little bit so we can crank these vids out a little bit more, uh, that would be fantastic. Um, whatever else needs doing, uh, graphic design, editing, um, the technical side of things, the, the hardware, what, what's the best hardware for you to use? Uh, how do you set up a Twitch channel? Uh, I, these, these guys are the Twitch experts, so I've been uh, chatting with them. They, they made me the overlay that I use. Um, so all that stuff, you know, and then, you know, there's there's some branding discussions, you know, they can they can help out with as well. Um, you know, Chase has got a lot of uh, experience with that stuff. Anything that uh, a, a young poker creator can use a hand on the uh, the team run it up is, is a re reasonable resource to get some help from. Absolutely. I got we got some legends in the chat. We got a uh, Matt Kiefer and Oliver Biles, our Platinum Pass winners, as well as Cat Riffick, YouTube celebrity legend. Also getting into the poker space, Cat Riffick. I'm sure you're uh, familiar with her as well. She's uh, also one of the finalists for the Thirst Lounge host. So good to see you guys. Good to see all of you. Thank you for chiming in. We're gonna get some audience questions later, as well as Instagram. And I just want to point out here, Andrew can't see the screen, but we do have a twenty dollar giveaway uh, if you ask Andrew a question and retweet 
retweet this live now. We'll have Andrew go ahead and give us a countdown at the end of the show for to pick that $20 winner where, you know, we like to do giveaways on the Flow Show and the Flow Show podcast, and we'll have Andrew do that. But speaking of giveaways, Andrew, you and I were in charge of a very special giveaway where we handed two $30,000 packages. It was supposed to be one. It ended up being two. Um, both of those gentlemen are in the chat that won that package, Matt Kiefer and Oliver Biles. Why don't you uh, we give you know shout them out? But uh, we we uh, let's let's talk a little bit about this because this is very relevant, very present. Literally, uh, I don't know what day you get there. I'm leaving tomorrow. I guess you're going to get there in the next two days. Uh, when, tell us a little bit about that experience, how that came about, and how that giveaway, what that process was for you, and talk a little bit about your. Uh, we'll we'll kind of just go through. Let's start with that. There's a lot to talk about there. Sure. Uh, yeah, the the vlogger in paradise challenge. Uh, it ended up being awesome. It was, uh, you know, so we put out the the challenge to for people to pick up the vlogging camera, tell us their stories, uh, tell us their poker stories, their life stories, what's happening in their worlds, wherever they are, and uh, ended up getting tons of submissions from all over the world. Um, that was like. It was just crazy just to see how many people and you know, doing, doing these submissions. And, you know, you kind of expect the quality to be pretty low uh, for people who are just starting their blogging. Like, you know, as expected, as I was just saying, no one expects much of a, uh, a product when that's just when they're just launching something. Um, but the quality of these guys, these guys videos, uh, I was pretty blown away. Um, it was so cool to see everyone's different personality, um, both like, you know, through the videos and their creations and, uh, you know, Matt Kiefer and Oliver Biles, two, two definite standouts in what was a super high quality, uh, field of submissions. Um, I don't know how many countries we got submissions from, but we got like 200 submissions off the bat and 80 different people making 10 minute long videos, five times, um, uh, for five weeks, one time a week. Awesome stuff. And uh, yeah, these guys looking forward to making some stuff uh, together down in the Bahamas. I'm getting there on Saturday, um, which I probably should have flew, flown down to, uh, with you tomorrow just to have a little extra time to uh, chill out and set up shop down there in the Bahamas. This is my first time. So I don't know. I'm not exactly sure what to expect when I get down there. I do expect to be flying the drone uh, at some point around oh, the island there. Very nice. And smart. Uh, capturing some stuff with uh, with Matt and Oliver for sure. Is, is, uh, is Boozy coming with you? No, I'm going solo. Okay, me too. I'm. At, this is a work trip. I'm. I've. I've actually gone 12 years in a row now. I think since I'm eight. No, shit. Wow. Maybe 14. It's too many times I've been down here. But I, this is like the one that's like this is the first time I've actually felt the like holy. You know, this is like this event is just for those of you who don't know. Three poker stars added 300. Uh, two of those members are winners of the platinum pass are in the chat. They won via challenges, but there was given away from random chest openings to people who bubbled tournaments that they didn't know they would get it to people that have won side events. So there's going to be 300 people uh, at least that don't normally play. I just give you guys an example. My buddy Jason Kuntz. Uh, I have that card for you as well andrew remember the stevie y yeah. that guy so like he he's a he's a sports memorabilia guy lives in michigan he's coming down to play a 25k his buddy former nfl guy evan mathis coming as well they both like literally play zero tournaments ever i mean they're flicking it in so like there's 300 added plus like who knows how many people you know this is one you just uh if your brother knows how to play poker like it's it could be plus ev for them it's it's one of those things it's just such a high value tournament i'm going to show you guys the structure sheet here it's 25k buy-in 1 million added to first 300 people got put 
in and Andrew and I are Andrew's playing I'm playing so many of our colleagues friends and people are gonna play I, the over under Andrew let's get you on record what do you think like I mean I guess so 300 is the minimum I, I know like this event gets normally what they get like 150 or so anyway um plus like I said there's always a what do you what do you think for a, a number here I honestly have no idea. I, I don't even know where to start. Like, you know, this is the biggest tournament that I've ever played. So I have no idea what to expect. You know, it's going to be crazy. I think your uh, your table your table draw is going to play a huge part here because obviously, you know, there's going to be some some of the regular high rollers mixed in with such a diverse crowd. As you mentioned, all these giveaway winners and stuff. And you could be next to, uh, you know, someone who won a, won a drawing and uh, on his right is Fader Holtz. Right. right? So it's going to be it's going to be a while. Like table draws. I think that's the most, you know, I, I'm pulling up your hand and mob here on the right just because to show yeah, you're a cash guy. You've done the vlogs. You're more of a cash game player. So I think that's a big it's funny about tournaments like you have a guy that like you could be the best cash game player in the world. You could have the highest win rate and you're the greatest turn player ever. And then there's a guy that's played a tournament a couple times or runs hot and he he has a couple big scores and people are like man that guy's an amazing poker player which really is not the case like it's just so there's so much variance especially in tournament poker so you know i'm looking here at like yeah you, you know you played some this summer you play some but you're not really a tournament uh that's not your main thing you're not you're not grinding and traveling the circuit you're doing vlogs you're playing cash you're you're, you're running business you know you're, you're clothing you're doing all this stuff so this is i mean that's that's my point like even though you're you're a very 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 good poker player at least my my experience to you and what I've heard and what I witnessed and just my understanding, but like you don't play tournaments. It's a lot different. So, you know, this is a, this is, it's just not like it's a one K or five K, even a 10 K is a 25 K that's going to have like probably seven, eight, 900 people. I mean, it'll be four or 5 million to first. It's going to be absolutely electric. Tell me your thoughts and, and, and how are you preparing for this? Or are you any differently? Or like, I'm just trying to like, cause like, I'm trying to like get it like I'm getting the shoes of even like you have a lot of experience. You've you've played on these televised stuff. You're comfortable live. You play a lot of live poker. I'm trying to think of people that have never played like a tournament and even guys like Oliver and Matt who have had some success recently. They have their YouTube channels. Uh, you know, they've, they've had like a third. They've gone deep. Right. But like I'm trying to think of someone who's like literally never played a buy in that's like over like two hundred dollars. It's going to be in this twenty five K. It's got to be insane. But like, how do you feel about it? I mean, it's you're kind of like a hybrid. It's not like you're going to be I don't think you're going to be feeling the pressure necessarily. But like it is a twenty five K buy in huge money at stake, huge opportunity. What what are your kind of overall feeling and how, how are you approaching this? Yeah, I go back and forth. You know, it's like it is such an amazing opportunity. Um, again, it's just it's one tournament. There's going to be variance involved, and you want to you hope to run good. Um, but yeah, I've been uh, I've been doing a little bit of lab work. Uh, I think the thing is to not get too carried away in that stuff, uh, as, especially like in the you know we're we're basically there. The thing starts in a few days, and you know, are you going to try and cram all this stuff in and then just start wielding all these uh, these new weapons in the tournament it's probably not going to happen it's probably not going to work out that well um so i'm basically just you know planning to rely on uh on the experience um, as you mentioned um yeah i mean tournaments not exactly my strong suit but uh you know i think with as you mentioned the um the field and um, you know, there's, I'm sure there's gonna be people in there that literally have no hand in mob, uh, entries whatsoever. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's I crazy. I, I think I read a little bit about the structure. I think it's going to be like a really good structure. I think there should be a good amount of play. Um, I think they're paying like more than uh, a typical tournament might pay out. I don't exactly sure. I'm not exactly sure what the percentage is, but, uh, 
um, because I know that they wanted like I don't know if like the min cash is actually just uh, like the buy-in, and then there's um, you know because a lot of the platinum pass winners if they win if they min cash that's that's huge you know that's like you know twenty five thousand dollars whatever it ends up being um, that's a that's a pretty amazing score for a ton of people and then uh, yeah I think the I think the the payouts are gonna be pretty flat um, at least the the initial payouts. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think I think it'll I think it'll have some uh, cash game related ability to it. Obviously, live poker is my thing, 100. Um, percent So there's for sure like some jitters, you know, because obviously, like I like I said, I've never played a tournament this big, twenty five thousand dollars. That's like it's two and a half times the uh, the biggest buy-in that I've ever played. Um, so it should be it should be quite an event, and uh, just looking forward to like trying to capture as much of it as possible and putting it on the blog. I, absolutely it's going to be incredible it's going to be a lot of fun i mean I, i'm i'm not, it's like literally christmas i've i don't i get excited for the main event and some other tournaments but like i'm i'm actually giddy uh, i'm at, i'm flying down with rest tomorrow we're we're getting there on the fourth and like you know Bri- like you got guys like that brian who like normally wouldn't travel but he you know you're gonna have everyone that's what so you're gonna have like the best 10 players in the world you're gonna have guys that just are clicking buttons are just gonna be happy to be there you know there is uh, we already locked up one we're gonna swap one i know we gave away each of us gave away five well we're good to swap you want to swap one let's swap one we got to do it right one of us bings five milli we got to keep some extra money in michigan uh keep it circulating so we're gonna swap i know we're giving away i saw i think trevor savage as well unbelievable job one of the finalists from our competition and Derek gmz who like i actually his final video like honestly brought me to tears uh we know how talented all the all the vloggers gave it so much and and there's still some of them still doing vlogs which is incredible uh they all have one percent so to us i hope they didn't forget that so all five of them each have one percent of us which you know I'd love to. Like, it'd be great to win four or five million. It'd also be. It'd be pretty cool. Imagine that. Though. That's gonna be. That's a fat giveaway, man. Imagine when you win four or five million. You're cutting off like you know two hundred k giveaway, which it's uh, it's crazy, <laughs> but it would be pretty epic. And I hope that's the case for uh, both of us getting deep and, and going well. But um, we have uh, those guys in the chat, Derek as well as Trevor, I believe, and they're saying what's up and a really talented streamers, vloggers, great players. Derek, at uh, I told him I'd buy a nice chunk of him if he wanted for the twenty five k. He was at run it up. He, I think he got a first, a second. He had like t- seven caches in the week or something insane. Yeah, uh, really, seems like, he's putting in the work. Like super talented uh, poker player. That, um, yeah, I expect, lot, I expect to see a lot more from uh, from Derek Gomez. And uh, Matt Kiefer saying you should skip day one and come in on, with 50 blinds. I don't know. Is that what it comes out to? I'd have to look. I know you start with 300. It's Andrew, have you looked at the format really? Like I, I actually was just taking a look the other day, like more on like logistics. Have you seen some of this, Andrew? Have you been looking at the, the format of it? Like uh, the, how many blinds you get, the, how many hours a day you play all that? I looked at it a couple of months ago when there was a little bit of discussion about it, and uh, yeah, it seemed like there was going to be a good amount of good amount of play. Uh, I haven't looked at it recently. Yeah, it's just it's just kind of interesting to get. Uh, I would say the flow of it, like seeing like what time it starts. Like, there's no dinner break on day one, two, which is cool. So it's done at nine. So it's you start at noon, play eight levels, no dinner break. Pretty reasonable. Nice. I, I prefer that a lot. You know, you get to uh, go to a dinner with your, you know, relax and then get to bed at your own time and 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 plan your day. Um, I also did want to point out that there is a. Uh, there's a yoga spot, a yoga retreat 
Have you heard of this? Right outside of the cove, if you walk, if you walk out on the beach of the Bahamas and go to the left, there is a um, really nice yoga meditation place. I think every morning at nine they have a yoga class, like on a platform on the beach. And there's also like uh, two times a day, but ten in the morning they do a really nice breakfast, like vegan, very healthy. It's delicious. Like I try to go whenever I can. My wife goes there every day when she's come in the past. Uh, so I would just point that out. I don't know if that interests you at all, or anyone who's watching. If you're going to be there, um, that that's something pretty cool that like you wouldn't necessarily know unless you've been there or heard about it so just you're gonna, have to, you're gonna have to give me all the tips here you, yeah uh, you're much more experienced down here than i am for sure no this is my like this is the one i've literally not missed one time and since i've started playing poker i've been going down here there's been years where it's been higher value than others and i think for a couple of years it lost its luster they dropped it to a 5k buy-in for the main like the satellite winners were down but this year everything's kicked up and there is still a 10k main afterward there's some other side events but really i mean eye on the prize this is like you know this is the super bowl this is definitely going to be the marquee event of the year um you know, it's a, it's really a special time. So I'm, yeah. I'm excited. They could, that we, uh, if they could do this every year, that'd be great. I don't know how feasible that is, but uh, if they uh, want to keep this going next year, Hey, I'm, I'm on board. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they get a thousand plus or it's, it, it depends how it all shakes out. Who knows? I think this is uh, going to be interesting to see the numbers, the feedback and the response from everyone. But you know, it's definitely a very special event. Really kudos to poker stars for, trying this out putting it on doing a special anniversary and giving all this stuff away i know it was fun you and i got to work together for a couple months on this and and watch some cool content and it's been a blast i want to i want to mention about we did talk about boozy but someone did ask a question i meant to ask you as well where, where did you guys meet that was one of the questions on instagram how did you meet boozy so you know that's a you're how long now have you guys been together boozy it's like it's like boozy but with the b what did i say bussy and- Boozy, I think, but uh, this, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's gonna be a lifelong thing for her. People trying to pronounce her name correctly, but uh, she's awesome. She, so, what? Give us, yeah, tell us the deal. Uh, we just met. We met at like a small gathering of uh, mutual friends, like a little party uh, over at someone's place. Um, it was, yeah, it's it was very random. Um, she had met. Uh, she randomly met somebody at a, a concert here in Vegas at the Hard Rock. Um, that person was working with someone that I went to high school with is like the only person that I knew when I moved to Vegas was somebody that I went to high school with, uh, didn't even know her that well, but, uh, became friends. And then uh, we all got together at, uh, over at my friend's house and just started chatting and the rest is history as they say. That's awesome, man. That's, that's, uh, that's a great story. It's nice to have, what are the odds of a South African and a Michigander uh, meeting in Vegas and, uh, trying to spend the rest of their lives together. I like it, man. I'm all about that. I met my significant other also from a foreign country in, in Nevada in the middle of the desert. You just, you never know, man. You just, you know, life's crazy. You just kind of go with it. And I'm happy for you guys. I know how much fun and we've had hanging out with you and, and both of you and definitely high energy. Great, great. Uh, I got nothing but positive things to say. So that that's awesome, man. Um, Thanks, man. How's the, uh, how do you think it's going to be when the uh, there's a new, um, you know, some changes happening in your life? Is there going to be still this jet setting down to the Bahamas for... 14 days or whatever it is. No, I, I hope, well, if we can get the audio sorted out here and we get this podcast humming, I would like to do more podcasts. So that's, you know, no restriction on location. Um, I got a lot of ideas and I think like we've talked about, just trying to like not bite, bite off more than you can chew. It's like, you know, I want to do a podcast. I want to stream on Twitch. It's a little bit of an issue with location, but I think there's some creative ways um, to do some of that from here. So yeah, I'll, I'll be less travel coming up this year uh, around April, end of April, the babies do. I, I guess I'll play the main at the World Series and the other than that i don't know um it'll be interesting that's going to be a interesting time uh, you, you're playing you you've played the main pretty much every year wsop do you play uh, i played it i played it three times 
Okay. So I'll, I'm sure I'll be playing it again this year. Um, you know, I, I think last year I said I want to play a lot more tournaments and uh, it didn't really end up coming to fruition. Um, this year, again, I think I want to play more tournaments. I want to learn learn a lot more about tournaments, play play a lot more, get that hand in mob up to a respectable number, and uh, we'll see if it actually ends up happening. But I expect still a lot of travel this year. So many places around the country that uh, just have, you know, really nice casinos and tons of action all over the place. Um, and then that's not even talking about international destinations yet. So I expect a lot more of that to happen uh, this year. Capture all that stuff on the blog as well. Absolutely, man. Get the get the travel in while you can. I, that's something Amelia and I travel a lot and it's great. But, you know, like I know I, I've seen it with my friends and the one two year old phase three, like it's tough. And, you know, we'll see. Teach his own. We'll see how it goes. But, you know, hopefully uh, if you guys choose to go that route, you know, you get get the travel, get the stuff in while, while it's a little simpler. And, you know, uh, yeah, I know you, you've been getting all getting all over the world already and continue to do that. We're going to uh, I want to quickly mention, um, I think you did post on Stake Kings, correct? You have some action available yep. for people. So I can just quickly show that, guys. If you go over to StakeKings.com, I posted as well. I think I put up 5%. I don't know if mine, I think there's, let's just see. I have... Uh, yeah, I have $200 left on there. It's capped at 100 per person. And Andrew Nimi, let's see. He is he is on there as well and it looks like he's got 3200 left available so um you know i have this up you guys can just go over there check it out and see see that there's a bunch of you know there's there's other players i know mac actually now now i mentioned matt and uh, oliver also are on there so you know if you're looking to gamble a little it's a it's a pretty sweet spot like i would say you know i don't know matt and oliver's game exactly but based on like what i've seen from some of their vlogs but also we saw that uh Oliver and Matt both final tabled this month something live, which is pretty impressive considering they don't play a lot, I think, live. Or, you know, they don't they're not playing poker a ton. So the fact that they like got in there and, and battled down to uh final tables means they have, you know, they have some uh, intuition and at least some run good in their in their pocket. Yeah, I mean, so the cool, thing, the cool thing about the, that site is that you can buy such a small uh percentage. You can buy such a small piece and then you have this this cool little sweat of this uh amazing event that's going on right now or is about to start um so you can be a part of someone's story and uh for a very small dollar amounts if you want yeah ten dollars twenty bucks whatever you can click a button you can custom how much you want and that is definitely it's like crowdfunding for um for poker players it is selected to known pros it's not just open for open place so that's another thing you know it's like the people that you're on there are uh are either you know known pros and obviously the site kind of they work that out with them and guarantee it but anyway andrew's there i'm there if you guys want to sweat along it'd be cool uh we already have some giveaways for our communities and on i don't know if what else you have andrew i know uh that we've already given like i said we've given away five for the guys that were finalists and uh and then there's some action available to buy um let's that's very cool let's uh so in terms of preparation, like you said, you're, you, you have a lot of experience. You're not going to necessarily try to jam up yourself. I think we're both got plus EV good spots in this tournament, going to kind of go with our experience and take what knowledge we have and, and go into it, not try to over jam the brain days before and just like learn you know new stuff. But I think it's going to come down to table draw. It's really important. And you know, like 300 bigs deep, uh, our levels it's a lot of play i mean you, you don't have to yeah. go too crazy if you if you just kind of hang in there and let, let some there's going to be some people making some decent sized mistakes um so i think yeah. yeah i mean yeah i mean that's about as good of a structure as you could ask for uh i think the main event is two hour levels but uh 
300 big blinds at hour-long levels. Um, it's going to resemble a cash game for uh, for a long time. So, yeah, like you said, I think just don't get too carried away, both uh, with trying to cram a bunch of knowledge and then hoping to just, uh, you know, fire away with all this supposed newfound knowledge. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at some uh, some things here and there, um, but... Yeah, right. just gonna just gonna go in there and just gonna go in there and do my thing, I guess. Yeah, I think I mean one of the, again like another big part of it is being prepared, being mentally. You know, there's a lot of other things. I think this is something you've um, you know we've talked about and just in general with like people ask like what separates a pro from an amateur. I mean, there's a lot about preparation about you know being rested being focused being present all these things and i think there is going to be some people that get really caught up in the hype or they're they're a little bit nervous or they just don't like you know do the things but you, you've done it you had the experience you played live you know how to take your time you know how to you have some live feel uh it goes a long way you know live poker is way different now and there's a lot of talk online um you know about whatever like there's solvers there's software there's all stuff live is there really is like there is something about being a live player having that live feel that you just can't really teach without experience so yeah i mean i think it favors us or favors live um experience in a lot of ways and i, I know we're gonna go we're gonna have a good sweat man we're gonna go deep and and we'll do well um how about uh let's see uh variations of poker do you play do you do you like any other games do you play any plo any other types of of uh poker that you like yeah i uh, i like plo a lot i wish uh i wish there was more of it i mean i guess here in vegas over the past maybe year or maybe a little bit longer um there's been games every day over at the aria um so that's both one two with five dollar bring in plo and they also get a two five ten game it's two five with the rock um so but even that one two five game that can play like i don't know i want to say almost as big as like a five ten no limit game um, sometimes you get people straddling in that one, two, five game, uh, for $10. So seriously, <laughs> I'm only playing a pretty big, uh, game that's listed as one, two. Um, so yeah, there is some PLO action to be found in Vegas. Uh, it's mainly just at one location. Sometimes the wind gets a game too. Um, but yeah, it'd be nice if it was even more, uh, prominent here. It seems like, I don't know if it's, uh, something about the, the Vegas playing pool that's, uh, that's here. Obviously when the world series is going on, there's going to be a lot more PLO action. Um, but I think there, I think the regular player pool here is a little bit variance averse. Um, so, you know, obviously there's a lot of that in PLO. Um, and I think that it might explain why partially explain why it hasn't been super popular here, uh, in Vegas. Whereas in some other locations, even like, you know, Midwest or in the South, um, earlier on PLO is uh, a lot more popular. Um, but yeah, I like the PLO. I uh, really like the short deck that we got into when we were up at uh, run it up Reno. We played some of that. That was really fun. Um, I've played it a couple times. I think I've played four times now. Um, again, it's not being spread regularly anywhere yet, but would be happy if it was. Cause uh, I thought it was pretty cool. It's very, sim- it's very similar to PLO. I think, um, and how there's going to be a little bit more variance and equities run closer together. And it's cool because the mechanics of it are the same. You know, you don't have to explain to someone how you can only use two cards from your hand and three cards from the board and all this stuff that you do in PLO. Um, same game, no limit, Texas Hold'em. Um, should, be a, should be a somewhat easy bridge, um, but, you know, it remains to be seen. As far as, that, as, far as other games go, I haven't really gotten, gotten into mixed games uh, at all. I think I dabbled a little bit in like Raz online here and there, but never really studied the game. Um, that's about it. 
that's that's about the same for me. I was just showing quickly a little highlight from that short deck. I think you had a video as well on did you, you did a did you do a yeah. YouTube video here? I'm just trying to look back and where it would be. But yeah, you've, you you can see Andrew. Just again, we mentioned crossing 100,000 subs on YouTube. Pretty pretty epic on that front. That is a it's a lot a uh, lot of options, a lot of different formats of uh, highlights, hand reviews, video styles. So really uh, really impressive. And if you guys want to check that short deck out, there is some of that from Run It Up. That was a lot of fun. We did play in. Yeah, the, the 100K number is uh, it's an interesting one because it's tough to it's tough to get too high up there. When you're making very poker centric uh, content, you know, I don't know how many, I don't know if you're doing as many hand histories in your videos. I don't think so. But in mine, you know, we're walking through all these hands and there's all this jargon. Um, it's going to be a very niche, uh, you know, content. And, you know, the, the poker playing audience, they're uh, a very passionate audience. That's for sure. Um, people love to watch people play poker um they like to learn strategy they like to read gossip uh, all the forums and all that stuff um soak in as much poker as they can um but it's it's not the biggest audience uh that's for sure so we're not going to get to a million subs uh talking about all these hand histories and speaking a language that no one uh really understands outside of these dedicated poker players but 100k it's a it's a pretty cool milestone it's awesome man it really is i've i've been doing it for a few years and you know i, I really like i've watched i don't get I, I guess i want to ask you as well do you, is there anyone's content do you ever really get to watch because i know myself like i'll go through and you know i love your videos i've seen some but it's one of those things like same with twitch like I know some of the guys that I watch, I love, like, I'm like, man, they're really good at entertaining. They do a great job, but it's like, when you do, you're spending so much time shooting, editing, you have your, you have your relationship, you have family, friends, you're traveling, you know, you're learning poker too, as you go, where I think we're all kind of studying students of the game. Um, so to find time, like when I'd rather watch, uh, you know, I think it's different for that. So you have a hundred thousand people watching have people like when you de decompress i would imagine it's not like you don't fire up uh someone's vlog most likely but again there is some research some studying some some sort of help it's also entertaining because you like it but you know what do you do to decompress and i would imagine there's not too much other poker content you you watch but i could be wrong so i guess i, I, I would mean, there's, because, there's so much of it yeah there's so much of it out there um and a lot of these being a lot of these videos they're pretty long format so it can be tough um to watch everything you know some of my videos upwards of like 25 minutes long that's uh, that's like you know a full show, and if you got a bunch bunch of bloggers out there, that's a lot of shows to keep up with. Um, yeah, I try to I try to keep up with uh, my my fellow bloggers. Shout out to Brad Owen, Johnny Vibes, Jamin Burton, those guys doing their thing and making awesome videos. Um, they should probably have more subs than they do just because their their stuff is great. Um, yeah, it's it's tough to keep up with. Uh, I really liked uh, Doug Polk's videos on you know when he's doing the hand reviews. Um, that stuff I think is some of the best like free poker content out there. Um, that's that was really helpful. Um, aside from that, I don't know, man. I don't really watch uh, too many shows. I don't find there's a ton of time for that. I, believe it or not, I've never seen a single episode of Game of Thrones. That is hard to believe. And listen, I don't watch any TV. I watch literally, I, I haven't watched a show. I can't remember, but I've seen that. I've seen a couple series, but Game of Thrones, man. That just shows you guys how hard a worker and dedicated Andrew is. He's a basically live streams or lives <laughs> vlogs for, for you guys. Cause that's crazy, man. That's a, that's a crazy statement. I'll say that's I've crazy. Heard some people say when I say that they're, uh, they're very jealous because then I get to uh, experience it all for the first time. Once I eventually get around to watching it, uh, I really liked Breaking Bad. Uh, that 
was that was a thing before I started the blogging, so I had a little bit of extra time. I binged through that in Vegas. I know exactly where I was. I watched like a seasons and day or two. That was one of those ones that messed up the the sleep, like Grand Theft Auto in, in uh, high school. You know, it was just kind of like it's one of those those uh, things that just just takes your time. Once you get in there, you get sucked in. That's the problem because like it's like what are you really looking for? You want a great show, you want to be entertained, but then at some point it's like, can you imagine like I heard Prison Breaks, Unbelievable. I've heard a bunch of shows that I want to see. They're on my list of like to go through but I know how it is and it's like it's just going to take away a lot of time from sort of the goal and I think that's important is like there's like a tipping point almost where it feels like when you get doing something like you, you have to kind of take a step back like Ferris Bueller says you know and like uh, life moves pretty fast like it's important to keep, have balance and keep in touch with everything because it is like I love it I love poker I love like in my world I would just do I would do a lot of law like podcasts I love talking to people like yourself that are interesting engaging fun you know up and coming just like doing great kind of stuff like I just feel like it's hard sometimes to decompress. Like you actually have to like plan out to like take a break, you know, cause there's always something you could do, right? You could always do another vlog. You could always go play cards live. You could always uh, like, do you ever find yourself like having to sit back and be like, man, I need to like have some balance here. I need to uh, slow down or like, do you ever find yourself kind of getting in like a, the matrix where it's just like, sometimes you'd be like, man, I'm getting burnt out or I'm doing too much of this. I need to find like balance or do you kind of have a way, do you have a system in place for that? Uh, no system, but like this year it's, I mean, it's kind of funny you mentioned that because this year that's sort of like the main goal. I didn't set any sort of like new year's resolutions or, uh, specific goals that I wanted to achieve this year, aside from pretty much what you mentioned, I just kind of want to focus on being more present and enjoying this, uh, this ride a little bit more. Um, you know, when you're making the videos, you're always like sort of looking ahead at, uh, what you're going to do next. Um, you're editing the video because you want it to look a certain way when it's done. Um, you, once you finish and upload the video, you're thinking about what you want to do next. Uh, you, you gotta go play your next session. You gotta start filming the next video. Then you gotta do this and, want to try and get to this number by X date, all this, all these things when it's all really arbitrary, there's no, you know, the hundred K it's a cool number, but it does it change anything. Not really. I mean, they give you a little check mark on your, uh, your YouTube profile. So that's nice, but check marks. Nice. It's not going nice to like effectively change my life at all. Um, I'm, I'm playing your video on the side here. I got, I forget that you can't see when I'm doing this, but I got one of your latest ones up, man. 1.8 K thumbs ups to 20. I mean, that's just, that's silly. <laughs> that almost seems not real. That's crazy, man. That's a lot of, uh, engagement. Um, so man, guys, if you haven't checked it out, you should go over, look at his, his youtube channel and look at all i mean how many videos does it say does it populate all of them like do you uh, know how many it is we got about just under 150 vlogs now 150 vlogs that is that's a lot i don't know that's a, uh, a lot of content that's yeah. a lot of uh, content i was thinking yeah i probably put out i think i put out just around 50 videos just under 50 videos 50 vlogs this year um each one you're looking at you know somewhere around 10 hours of of editing that's not counting the filming and playing the session and stuff like that so 10 hours per video 50 videos 500 hours uh a year so that's going to take some time away from uh, the actual grinding of poker. But uh, yeah, I think coming back to like, you know, the, the TV shows and all that stuff, you kind of want to just prioritize what is important to you at the moment, I think. And vlogging has been this, this, uh, this vlogging thing. It's been really fun. Um, you know, you connect with people all over the world. You get comments and DMS and stuff from people on the other side of the world. 
um, people are watching these videos and we've been doing these meetup games and people ah, meetup games I gotta jump in that's why I was on uh, talk to me about the meetup games because I've wanted to do this with you a few times I haven't had a chance and, and tell me about it because I've heard a lot of great reviews people talk about this and um, tell them what that is really and, and is there a schedule or is it like how often do you how far in advance do you post um, when you're doing it is it usually like alright we're doing it and you do a week or do you actually have like a schedule or a website where they can follow along or? yeah unfortunately it's unfortunately it's like other things that we're uh, in my life where I just kind of <laughs> we're not the best as far as planning and scheduling these things we do want to this year get on a more regular schedule so people can make some plans uh, further in advance but that, that makes sense um, though because like you can't you know that stuff comes up even like for example this poker stars this platinum pass right like this thing comes up if you had a schedule of like oh we're gonna do all this like you know you, you got things that come on your plate new things pop up I think it's probably pretty hard to like plan in advance where you're gonna be or what you're gonna do exactly so that's probably probably for the best to, to have them sort of you know, like you pop up and just be kind yeah, of on the trying spot to stay, trying to stay pretty fluid with everything um, but yeah the meetup games are awesome uh, we try to play uh, pretty reasonable stakes where it's, it's, an, uh, it's an approachable game for most people uh, pretty similar to pretty similar style of the blogs you know we want I want the blogs to be you know approachable the games are the sort of everyman stakes for the most part and uh, the meetup games are the same way um, the meetup games are kind of like a celebration of um, you know there's different ways that you can approach poker you can take it as seriously as you want or not seriously uh, as you want um, so in a lot of my videos I'm you know doing the professional poker thing um, playing 510 and trying to you know play the hands as uh, as well as I possibly can and you know the other side of poker is that it can be a very fun recreational and social game um, people can have either have a game around their kitchen table or uh, they can have some beers around the, uh, the table at the casino and the meetup games are sort of a, a tip of the hat to the, to the latter aspect of poker um, you know and we know that not everyone watches the videos uh, you know there's going to be needs to take the game as seriously as uh, some professionals do. There's multiple ways to enjoy the game. And it's also just a cool way to uh, get in front of people and, uh, you know, chat with them in real life rather than like through a computer screen, through a, a comment field under the, underneath the videos. So to be able to uh, actually meet some, some people um, that, uh, that like poker and are, you know, located in some different cities. We're going out to Austin. Brad and I, uh, Brad Owen, my co-host of the Meetup Games, making our second uh, visit to Austin on the 22nd, 23rd. It's, it's going to be our first two-day event, our first Meetup Game tournament. Uh, so $120 buy-in down there. Again, you know, pretty pretty reasonable stakes. There's going to be a bounty on myself and Brad. So yeah, two-day event. That should be pretty cool. Um, just looking to do more of that. And uh, I think it's a cool way to, you know, I think there's a, uh, a lot to be said about actually getting face to face with people these days and not just uh, communicating via messages back and forth uh, on whatever platform. Absolutely. I just was showing your Twitch page. I see some comments and questions if you plan on doing Twitch. So I did put that up there. Uh, Andrew does have a Twitch channel. It's Andrew Nimi as well. Looks like you've already, uh, you've got a few streams under your belt. Of course, it's a little harder um, being in being in Nevada or just not outside of the U.S. with options. And again, you're more of a cash player, which I think, uh, or, or you, you play more cash. So streaming cash online, um, you typically will see Twitch streamers streaming multi-table tournaments. There's not a ton of options in Vegas, but uh, is, that some, is there any like, is there any plans for what would you say is there would you say uh any difference in 2019 is there gonna be some more streams or um any kind yeah. of uh I, I like any what would you 
planet stream is it would it be the cash like from vegas or what are you kind of thinking yeah i think it'll be a mix um i think i want to you know it's still pretty early days of probably done less maybe maybe somewhere around 10 live streams or something of online poker so far um i can do it both on youtube and twitch simultaneously so whatever platform people prefer to watch on um the cool thing about twitch is that they seem a little bit more lenient about um music in the background so like when i when i play on uh on i'm live streaming on youtube and then it'll create the video afterwards like you know the video on demand or whatever so people can watch it after the fact and i'm playing a playlist on spotify the video immediately gets claimed by like 30 different artists and then gets blocked and whatever. But uh, it seems to stay up on Twitch. Sometimes they'll mute like a three minute section of the video. But, you know, if you're playing online poker, you can still see all the hands and uh, I can stream simultaneously on both platforms. So that's really cool. Planning on doing that for sure more this year because um, it's it's been it's been fun to dabble in, uh, in that new platform and people really seem to enjoy it. I don't know whether it'll be predominantly cash games, predominantly tournaments. I know a lot of people, like you said, like watching the tournaments, they get to watch the story unfold from the, the beginning, the middle stages and the end. And uh, that seems pretty cool um, to me as well. Whatever, I'm down for whatever. I'm down for like some video game streams, some IRL streams, whatever. Try it all out and see, what, uh, see what's fun. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a cool, it is cool, man. Technology is crazy, like you said. The live stuff's great; it's fun. But there are some really unbelievable platforms and and things going on now with Twitch. Obviously, the run it up stuff, doing the commentary for, via Vegas on Australia for the they they had the events going there in I believe it was was it the Crown or it was it was in Sydney. There was I did the one star. of them at Star. The star. So there was the Crown has done broadcast with Jason in Australia in the past. He's done some Aussie Millions. The Star doing this one now as well. Like I mean, it's just amazing that you can have remotely and then like it's like oh Andrew and and Ricky GTO and Jason and then you know myself were doing commentary and then all of a sudden it's like all right guys we're gonna pass it off to Finton and Spraggy in the UK to carry on the broadcast. Like that kind of stuff is just the fact that like there's so much that goes in with the whole cards and all that stuff that they can have that done now where you can remotely be doing these these type of things it's it's really it is it's great it's great for poker and it's great for you know for content and just in general so i mean that kind of stuff is uh is really cool that you know run it up is involved and this stuff's happening now so you know it's uh, it's great it's to be a cool. part of it's cool that we can highlight uh poker from that's happening anywhere in the world and there's you know there's gonna be a lot of people that didn't even know that there was a circuit event in australia so we get to show that off and uh jason you know brings his his streaming expertise to the whole thing and uh you know get some some commentators like you said ricky rated gto he's uh, he's awesome at the tournament commentary so yeah he's the cool young stuff. wizards young wizards shout out to young wizards um do you have do you have a do you have an end goal in poker um do you have sort of like uh do you i guess i don't want to say five ten year plan but is this something like i guess what do you see yourself doing like is this something you see yourself? This is your career for for good. Have you thought about it? Is there, well, I guess maybe even what would you be doing if it wasn't poker? Do you think? I guess would be a it's so hard. It's so hard to say. Um, you know, if I look back two years ago, um, we had I started the I started the the YouTube channel two two years and two months ago, basically, or started making the poker videos, I should say. Um, and to to sort of like guess at where uh, what we would be up to, you know, two years later. Uh, I don't know if I could ever have, uh, have guessed. Um, so, you know, to look forward um, that same number of years, is, it's just so tough to say these days, you know. There's so many new and interesting ways you can make a living now 
that you know we're we're pretty far beyond that sort of standard. Uh, you get your four year degree, you have your entry level job, and then you're with that company for 25 years. <laughs> this is about as far away from that as you can get, and it's a lot of it is very uncharted territory. Um, the the poker vlogging career. I mean, who knows what direction that'll that'll take me? I wouldn't be I wouldn't be massively surprised if the if it, if the content spins into a different direction at some point, um, I don't think we're like necessarily close to that happening. But uh, if you know, I've, I've considered different things like maybe I want to start a business of some sort, um, and then we can sort of use um, you know some creative aspects and the YouTube channel to to highlight that from the beginning, from the ground up, and uh, and capture that whole process. I've always been sort of interested in startup companies and. Um, you know, reading about the process and different companies and their ideas and stuff like that. Shark Tank, favorite show nice. on TV, probably. Um, so, you know, I've always been interested in that sort of thing. Who knows? Maybe we'll open a bar here in Vegas and uh, capture the whole process uh, on the YouTube channel. I love it. That would be that's pretty sweet, man. That would be that would be a fun, uh, very fun project. Is there a um, like in terms of uh, poker? Do you like is it? Do you think we've hit our the, the the peak? I would say. I mean, like, there's some signs of life all around because of Twitch, YouTube, passing of Pennsylvania, passing of stuff, legalized sports betting um, as a, at a national level. This type of stuff, where again, we've talked as kind of archaic how this stuff has been done. You know, even like look at London or different parts of the world, you're able to get like you know moderation is important, right? Like people are going to do like you said, they're going to find a way to gamble if they want to gamble. Why not regulate this and that? Do you think we have another boom? Is there another time where we're back every five fifty states or the whole country is close to legal? And is, have we seen the the best or is there a uh, boom? What's your your kind of uh, take on that in terms of the future outlook of poker? I mean, I think it'll be pretty hard to replicate what happened in the, the early 2000s. There was, you know, a combination of several different factors. We had the obvious one is the moneymaker one. That's what everyone talks about. We also had the whole card camera starting to be used on the, the World Poker Tour. Um, and online poker also uh, started started booming as well. And, you know, some, some sites really started marketing themselves and it, was, it really started to catch on. So you have all these different factors that combine like at once. And that was just such a special time that it's, it's really hard to replicate that um, combination of factors. Um, but if we do have regulated poker on a wide scale here in the U.S., um, I think it'd be I think it'd be fantastic. I think it'd be great. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily call it a boom, but I think it'll be I think it would be really good. Um you know, the thing is, like, when you have online poker, it feeds the, the live poker scene, too. You can run so many more satellites to, to live events. And, uh, you know, people talk about maybe you're, you're taking business away from the casinos and putting it online. I don't think that's the case. I think one feeds the other. I think uh, poker rooms probably saw a, a nice uptick when online poker was uh, really peaking uh, here in the U.S. And I think a lot of Americans... Um, are going to be they're going to be a little bit behind the curve as far as like when you compare it to some other countries um, that have had online poker the entire time. It's such an amazing tool to uh, to learn poker that when the majority of um, people are not doing that on a regular basis, um, there's I think the games will still be really good. Um, you know, I think when you go online and you play on WSOP, which is merged with uh, Nevada, New Jersey, and Delaware right now, um, the games aren't. 
they're not amazing, but they're not definitely not terrible. You know, it's not like the softest you've ever seen, but it's definitely not the worst and toughest you've ever seen. Um, so, you know, if you just keep adding states, Nevada is not really that big of a state. There's, um, you know, Pennsylvania is a bigger state than New Jersey is. And if we get a few more of these states together, then uh, you can really have something that's that's a, a high quality uh, online poker playing experience here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just touching too on, like you said, I, do you feel a little bit like, I mean, you've become, you spent so much time and effort with YouTube and growing your channel and network, but you know, I think it's safe to say too, like you, you mentioned, you touched on, you get like a lot of DMs or messages or you're visible, people get to know you. It's almost like in a way you're, it's, it's kind of like a journal or you're building something too, you know, like there's so many, I'm sure you get offers or opportunities from doing what you do. So you know, I think like that's one benefit of being active on social and having this type of, uh, this presence is, you know, you're, you're going to be visible. If like poker doesn't, if you want to move into something else or segue, you know, there's going to be a handful of opportunities. That's one of the cool things about poker is that you meet a lot of people and you have a lot of interesting people that like poker, that do other things in life. And, and that's gotta be, you know, that's how I would look at it, especially for you, someone that's, that's done what you've done. Like, you know, you kind of have a portfolio, like people, it's not like, you know, who's Andrew Nemir. If you decide, Hey, tomorrow I don't want to play poker. You know, you're, you probably have already stuff that like people have either reached out to or you could go to or, or whatnot. So, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a pretty cool part to have that portfolio and, and uh, journaling, if you will, you know, like a fancy yeah. journal, like you have, like, uh, you are known, like, you know, I don't know how often you get stopped on the streets or whatnot, but like, it's probably like a pretty cool level of notoriety, right? You're not like, you can't, it's not like you can't go out to dinner and not be like swarmed. I would, I mean, I, I would, I would think, but yeah. they, maybe you do, but like, it's also kind of cool. Like, you know, people know who you are, especially in the poker space or say what's up and, and kind of, you have that like nice uh, mix, you know, you're not like, it's not like a LeBron James, but it's like, kind of like cool that like some people acknowledge and say hi and like, they, they respect your stuff. And I've seen people, I've, I've seen it myself, you know, I've, you know, I've seen people stop you in different places and stuff. I mean, obviously in poker, it's like, you know, if you're in the Rio or you're at the run it up, it's like different, right? We're going to, people are going to know more of us, but like just being around and stuff, I'm sure you get some of that, which is, it's, it's cool. It's gotta be a nice, nice uh, blend. It is cool. I mean, the cool thing is that like everyone's so friendly when they come up and say hi and know that they're complimentary about the videos and all that stuff. And uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Like you said, it mostly happens uh, in poker rooms, casinos, um, only maybe once or twice at the grocery store. One time, Boosie and I were walking, uh, we were in London and we're just walking through Trafalgar Square, which is central London. And someone came up to us just uh, in the middle of Trafalgar Square where there's like, you know, thousands of people. Um, So that was it's you get taken aback a little bit when it happens outside of the poker room um for sure it's awesome you know like like i said everyone's friendly there's no like trolls in real life you know everyone's just super nice uh that's cool um as far as like um yeah it's it's awesome to have this um sort of be yeah like your your resume your version of a resume um I think it's I think it's cool. I think you can do this sort of thing in literally any industry if uh, if you are interested in you know sort of creating this uh, this documentation uh, this journal um, of this time in your life. And it's going to be awesome when Boosie and I are able to look back on this like twenty years from now and uh, see what we're up to thirty years from now down the road. Yeah, that, um, that's one of the things I think is the coolest. Like when I first started and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it at the World Series. Like I'm going to throw it up and just like my first vlog I ever did. It's like, it's ridiculous. You know, like I'm like walking around and like in the mall and just like, 
I just had such a different understanding. Like it just, I was just like, all right, I'm going to try it. But like, that's the cool part too. It's like when you look back exactly what you said, like to me, forget about like people looking at it, loving it. You're creating value for others. But like, I think self, like personally, selfishly, however you want to call it. Like, yeah, it's like you have, you know, you write down in a journal, uh, make it lost or it's sort of like, you know, are you going to really read? But like having like a video version that you could like say, oh, what was I doing? Man, the years blend together. Time goes so fast when you can look back and say, oh man, like that was crazy. We were in London and we did, I played a little poker and we went here and you have, I mean, it's just, I think it's like, it's really cool. And that's something, uh, I really, really like how you do it. You know, you, you incorporate like a mixture of, of the, the, uh, poker and the, um, and, and the experience, which is, which is, it's awesome. It really is a blessing to be able to do that and have it work like it does for you. It's, it's really, really cool. Have you found any, um, like what, Give me a couple tricks here. What, what, what's like, uh, is there any type with the algorithms or even like with um, the time length? Do you kind of like, it looks to be the sweet spot. I guess it depends. Like some of this stuff's a little different, like 10 to 20 minutes. Like, is there any like optimal length when you do or do you kind of just go as you go or is there like targets you set? Like what kind of uh, someone who's maybe looking and getting into making videos, any advice on that type of stuff? Uh, I guess I, I guess I haven't done too much lab work as far as all that, all the, uh, all that stuff goes. I know that, um, uh, I guess apparently if you upload earlier in the week, say like on a Monday, um, that's going to, I don't know, supposedly perform better for a video than if you upload on the weekends. I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people actually like have some of this content on in the, in the background when they're at work at the office or whatever, um, whether that's like a Twitch stream or, you know, YouTube vlogs and stuff. Um, you know, some of it commands more attention than others, but I think a lot of people when they're at work, they're sort of maybe passively watching some of these things and sure actively watching it sometimes. But when, when it comes to the weekends, I think people are uh, doing, you know, their, their thing either with their family or they're on the softball team or who knows what. So I don't know. That's, that's only a real tip. I think if you upload earlier in the week, then uh, you might do a little bit better. And uh, also like, you know, reasonable hour like noon or something versus like three in the morning um but i don't know i mean i don't know if there's like a sweet spot for me for videos video length i just sort of like you know whatever it takes to tell the story of the day that's how long the video ends up being so sometimes it's like i think my longest one might even be like 29 minutes which is that's a long ass video um some of the videos are gonna be a little bit shorter some of them are gonna be like more towards 10 minutes or 15 minutes but I mean, when you're talking about like four different hands in a poker in a video, four different poker hands, and then you're also trying to catch capture some scenery and stuff, the the videos can get kind of lengthy. But whatever it takes, that's the uh, that's the the video um, formula that I use. Whatever the the desired length or the required length, I should say, to tell the story of the day. Absolutely. No, I'm, I'm with you. I think I, I try to keep it shorter, but sometimes, like you said, it's just like, all right, you know, a video needs to be a little longer. It needs to be if that's not exactly what people want to see. Unfortunate, but you just sometimes you just got to do what you got to do uh, for that stuff. And, and it goes Yo, with me one second. I'm just going to run in the restroom. Yep. All right, guys, again, we are live with Andrew Nimi. He's in Vegas. We're in Florida. We're both heading to the Poker Stars PSPC Platinum Pass adventure. We got Oliver Biles, Matt Kiefer as well, who are in the chat. They won the $30,000 packages. Andrew and I will be playing. We do have action up on Stake Kings. You can search by player. Uh, I see... Patrick Antonius, also our buddy Jason Kuntz, not Kuhn to be confused. Jesse Sylvia in there. Joe Cotta posting. I mean, you can even just... uh, you can add by people. You can do multiple people and and make yourself see who's what's going on here. Um, 
but yeah so that that's pretty cool uh this is who is going to be down there we're going to be firing uh a lot of good players are having action and will be joining us uh is moneymaker in the uh oh he is posting and here it looks like is he i thought i saw his name chris moneymaker 25k pca boom i didn't even know that but he's in there so that's pretty sweet uh we're gonna take some questions now guys on twitter we do have a retweet giveaway if you guys want to enter i'll go through and look at some of this these questions also on instagram we do have a swipe up and i saw some cool questions there we'll go ahead and look at that um you guys got questions, man. We got the GOAT on YouTube. Andrew Nimi right here. 43 people eligible for that $20 giveaway. All you have to do is hit retweet, ask a question, and we're going to go scroll through some of that Instagram as well. Uh, I have, uh, let's see, I have my swipe up here. Let's see. I don't know if I was showing you guys. There it is. Nimi. Swipe up on Instagram if you have a question, ask it there. Well, let's start. I guess we'll sort of segue. I think I've covered a lot of what I want to. I told Andrew, you know, I think is one of those guys we could just literally talk to forever. So I want to, uh, you know, kind of kind of get some of the audience um, questions. I, I don't know if you see the Twitter Andrew, if you see anything you particularly wanted to answer, I saw a couple really good questions. Oh, they're interesting ones. Do you have a superstition? Let's start with that. That's from uh, Soul Surfer. Uh, I don't think I have any sort of interesting uh, answer for that one. I've tried to be not real superstitious. Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything that I can offer in that one. Are okay. you superstitious? I don't. I don't have anything. Nothing. Um, Nothing I would say, like, really, you know, I definitely, I, I have some, like, general guidelines I try to go by. Like, when I break cables, I really try to, like, get acclimated, take my time. I've had a, there was, like, a, a period of time where I would feel like whenever I table broke, I would bust a tournament initially or, like, I never made it. To, like, there's just stuff like that where I wouldn't call it superstitious. I just try to, like, be aware, pay attention and just, like, you know. But I don't know if that's technically a superstition. Do you like, do you like play tighter when you get moved to the Yeah, table? I think I just sort of like, op- you know, st- I open up a little tighter ranges, try to like maybe in a spot where I normally three bet, I might flat or just try to like get acclimated. Because it's weird though. Tr- you know, like yeah. if you're like six hours into a day, there's dynamics going on at the table. You don't know anything. Everyone else knows what's going on. At- stuff like that. But that's not really a super um, stition. Uh, do you fear any women poker player in particular and why uh, that's kind of a, a, a specific question i guess I, maybe do you is there any women players you really like respect or, or know that are good cash game or tournament players like is there anyone on your list for that uh i don't think there's anybody uh, that i would say like i fear any anyone in particular um but then again i don't really like you know anybody that's that's a good player then that's just going to be kind of annoying to have at your table um i, would, I don't know if like fear is the right word um, you know, anyone who's been putting a lot of work off the table and in the lab and with the solvers or whatever, what have you, it's going to be kind of annoying to have on your table. I know Marley's been putting in a lot of work. Shout out to Marley. She's fellow poker blogger. Um, she's been putting in a lot of work on her game and, uh, she's, she's a tough player. Yeah. She's been all over the place lately. I know she's, uh, she's been firing vlogs and doing some, uh, some gambling high stakes and having fun. Uh, what was your most traumatic experience at a poker table? Anything that stands out that was, uh, not, that wasn't pleasant or I don't know, could have been with you personally or something you've seen or witnessed. The most traumatic. Yeah. It's a kind of interesting word choice. I don't know. Maybe even just like, yeah, whether you've seen someone, I don't know, be robbed or cheated or some like crazy argument. You know, what's interesting is that like 
for how much emotion um, there is that can happen on the poker table, obviously you're going to see arguments and stuff like that. Um, the floor man will have to come in and uh, play kindergarten cop or whatever sometimes. But, you know, I don't think I've ever seen a fist fight happen uh, during a session. That's like so many hours that I've been in a, in a poker room over over the past 10 years or whatever, it's pretty crazy to never see something like ever come a, to blows. A, bu- a buddy of mine in Michigan, T-Show, one of my good friends, um, he plays a lot there and he saw a, uh, a guy at the table grabbed the chips off the table and just dipped out. Like he was playing earlier, got stacked and then walked by when the guy went to the bathroom, grabbed the chips like around 2K, 2,500 or something and just pieced out. And like, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say it's traumatic, but that's kind of like a weird, kind of a wild thing that happened in the D, um, I believe at Motor City. But uh, that was recent, maybe like a couple months ago. Um, yeah, everything just seems pretty chill. I mean, I'm sure it's like with, with there being cameras all over the place and security and stuff, I'm sure that plays a, plays a part in it. Um, you know, the, the Bellagio has been... The cage has been robbed and nobody even knew it when it was going down when it happened at the time. The entire poker room didn't even realize it. Um, poker room, it's just, it seems to be a fairly kind of like chill place, but you know, obviously there's going to be, like I said, some arguments here and there. Nothing traumatic. I don't think I've ever been traumatized by anything that's happened at the poker table. Uh, Liquid Poker on Instagram is asking if you had to give up either poker or content creation, which do you choose? I guess, I mean, that's a little tricky because you, you're, you, poker is basically your yeah. content creation. I guess if, if let's say you, I don't know, I don't know how you would answer that. So I think it's, a, I think it's a good question. Um, it's a tough one, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, like the, the vlogging is still like relatively new compared to how long I've been playing poker for. So the excitement, I think the excitement level is higher, um, for the vlogging, but it would be really like, you know, challenging and probably stressful and nerve wracking if, poker was suddenly uh, unavailable to me as <clears throat> as a content source and an, and an income source. So if I was suddenly forced to make content about something else, that would be really tough. Um, because, you know, especially when you're getting started in making content, you're not going to be making a lot of money off of it. And even now, I mean, the YouTube revenue is not like, it's, it's definitely helpful and it pays some bills, but it's not going to be that much at these levels. You know, the guys that have like a million views per video, that's where that's where you can, you know, start to do, you know, pretty well for yourself. Um, at these, at these views levels, it's, uh, it's not a lot of money and to be forced to like create content about something other than poker, um, with having like way less experience about whatever that thing is, that'd be pretty daunting, but I think I would probably accept that challenge. Um, because I mean, part of the reason in the first place why I started blogging was because I was, you know, maybe a little bit burnt out on just grinding cards and, and just doing that day in and day out. So to have to go back to that um, might not be the best path for for success. I think it's tough to be successful in something when you're slightly burnt out on it. Absolutely, that makes that makes a ton of sense. I'm just scrolling through. If you have your, I don't know if you have your Twitter. I'm, I'm seeing some here. There's actually a lot of interesting or ones that I see on um, the Instagram swipe up. Uh, someone's asking about. It's more probably like, what about uh, kid, is kids something in the horizon? Is that something you you would be open to? Is that um, do you? I mean, it's sort of personal. It's also like 
not necessarily like in the near future, but is that, is that something you've thought about? Like you'd want to have kids in, in theory and in, in the future, you're not like, I think so, man. I yeah. think so, man. Just think about it. Think about the content creation opportunities, a little, little, little moneymaker machine right there. That's interesting. You're right. They are. I got to get it. I mean, uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think both, I think Lucy and I are on the same page. I think that's, I think that's hopefully in the cards, uh, someday. Um, but what, what day exactly that is tough to say, but, uh, I was, I will say, yeah, thumbs up. Um, for sure. Great. And then, uh, has anyone ever told you look like Aaron Rodgers? Do you get that one? I get that. I don't know how many times that's been said to me in my life, but it's, it's a lot. It's, it's high up there. Someone that was, uh, uh I get that and I get the, uh, the guy from the Verizon commercials, which was, um, it was cooler before he started doing Verizon commercials. And he was the guy from Silicon Valley, that uh, TV show, um, Thomas Middleditch, I think is his name. Okay. Um, that's, I don't know if you know who that is, but uh, I get that a lot. I haven't. That's a, that, yeah, so those are your doppelgangers. I got a, I've got, yeah, someone asked that, R Stitch 37. I actually, that I see the Aaron Rodgers. I never thought of it, but that, yeah, that's, I can see how that yeah. could come. I get that, I get that a ton. Um, when, when do you take shots at higher limits? The Brandon 1N asking on Instagram. Do you, do you ever, what's the biggest game you've, you've set? Uh, the biggest game I saw was uh, the 5-5-5 five, five, five anti game at Live at the Bike, which probably plays somewhat similar to like a 25-50, I think. Um, it's, you know, it depends on the lineup and how, how crazy they're feeling that day, but you got guys straddling for like $50 in that game. Um, so that puts, you know, 100 something in the middle uh, right off the bat. That was a big game. That's the biggest that I played. Um, I've played 5-10-20. Um, a few times. Uh, when do you take a shot? I think you take a shot when you have a strong track record, a good win rate in your current stake, and you um, can withstand uh, uh, a few buy-in loss at the at the higher stakes. So you probably want to take maybe a couple buy-ins at the the stake above the one you're playing. And if you lose, if you lose all that money, then uh, you'll be okay to go back down to the the previous stake and, and grind it back, and then. Uh, Try again. You take another shot once uh, once you've, you've grounded that money back. And uh, yeah, if you have like a win rate of somewhere between you know like I don't know seven, eight, nine big lines an hour in uh, in your your current stake that you're playing, things are going good. You got a little bit of padding in the bankroll. Just go ahead and take a shot. I like that answer. How about uh, Nitty by Nature asking how hard is it to balance the actual poker grind? Um, slash making money versus vlogging slash doing social media. How how is that? Uh, how is that? Um, Just the balance you know. of everything. It's it's. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if there is a balance. You know, I think like anytime you are focusing on one thing, then the other thing is gonna receive less attention and less hours. Um, so they. I mean, the the thing about content creation is if you put a lot of effort into it, then you can eventually make up uh, some of those missed hours at the table. You know, there's going to be different opportunities, whether that's like, you know, that's probably going to be partnering with an, with an outside company or organization of some sort. Um, it's you, it's like, you know, it's, it can be a touchy subject for some people, but I think as long as you're making content that is beneficial to all parties involved. So uh, say I want to work with like a casino somewhere. Um, they want to, they want they, they like the videos, they like the vibe of it. They, uh, you know, the, the audience interaction is, is great. Um, maybe we can bring the vlog and show off a nice property somewhere, a nice casino property. 
if it's like beneficial to everyone, if I can do my own thing, if I can make my videos the way I want them, they're not going to have a hand in, you know, the editing or the creative process. Um, we get to go check out a new location. Maybe we'll have a meetup game somewhere. Uh, the casino will help facilitate it and do whatever they can. They'll put the, the filming in progress sign out in front of the poker room. Um, then we can get together with the audience. We can make content uh, in a new location that maybe I haven't been to, the audience wasn't aware of. And the casino, they get to show off their property, too. Um, so I think stuff like that is beneficial to everybody. And uh, as long as, you know, it's not just overly, overly branded, uh, it's the same vibe of the videos. You know, some of that, some of those hours uh, away from the poker table can be made up uh, in that in that throughout that process. And, you know, there's we mentioned the YouTube revenue, which is a little something. Um, there's these different different spokes that come off of the uh, the vlog wheel hub. There's merch, there's YouTube revenue, there's uh, the occasional uh, partnership that you can find. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a fun process and it just depends on what you really enjoy doing the most. Um, is it creating fun videos and, uh, you know, expressing yourself with that and, you know, adding cool music tracks that you find on top of the footage? Is that really fun to you or is that, does that sound like a grind and you'd rather just go play cards and not have to worry about, uh, you know, uploading the next video and doing all this editing and stuff? all depends. It all depends on what you want to do. Absolutely. Um, sort of a personal one, the high, high life player asking, do you smoke weed? <laughs> Is, uh, I would say very occasionally, very, I don't know. Occasionally or rarely is the right word, but one of those words, um, someone, okay, fair. Yeah. I mean, now Michigan, po, you know, weed, all that stuff kind of, it's, it's kind of, I, it's funny looking at the weed industry and stuff too, with like, po, it's sort of silly, right? Like you start, it's just like, so many things are archaic with like, what's legal, what's not who, you know, it's like weed becomes legal. It doesn't mean that like all these people all of a sudden start smoking weed. It's like, again, one of those things, like stuff like that, poker, other things like you're going to find it alcohol. If you want to get it, you're going to get it. It's just like, yeah. uh, it's just, it's kind of crazy. Um, what is, uh, has someone asked, has Boozy, I keep pronouncing it wrong, Bo it's Boozy, Boosie, is that right? There you go. Boosie, ever gotten really annoyed due to a situation caused by your vlogging celebrity? Like as in, I don't know, some <laughs> someone's trying to slide in the DMs, any, any, uh, any, any chaos uh, in the, from like your uh, notoriety? Uh, I don't think so. You know, I, th I think it's been, uh, I think she's enjoyed the process as well. Um, I think... I guess like the biggest downside is that it's just everything takes up so much time. And it's like we were saying, you know, trying to find the balance of everything. And part of part of that balance um, is, you know, your your relationship. Right. So you got to try and, you know, carve out some time, um, which you have to sort of be active about it, because this it's like you said, this stuff is never going to it's never going to stop. Um, you, there's you can always upload the next video, start working on the next video. You can go play the next poker session. And it's, it's an endless cycle. So unless you actively take time um, to just to, to spend together, um, then that's going to suffer a little bit. But, uh, you know, we do some things here and there. We, we actually started a podcast, um, together, which the whole, the whole reason why we started it in the first place was so that we could take 30, 45 minutes out of our week to just sit down and, and talk to each other. So it's just the two of us talking about, you know, life, sometimes poker, sometimes YouTube, um, sometimes relationships, uh, sometimes pop culture, whatever. What, um, it's where, a lot more laid back. We're not talking about like, three betting ace king here and there on the on the podcast what, what is, is that on youtube or where do you have it or has it started uh, it's on it's on itunes it's on google play stitcher it's called tells podcast is it, is it on youtube it is on youtube 
Uh, it's not on YouTube. It's not on uh, YouTube. it's on iTunes. So I can send you a link to. There's on the web as well. Uh, yeah, just healthpodcast.com. You can find that. I think we got about 50, 50 episodes. We're trying to keep it on the shorter side. We're trying to keep it somewhere between like thirty to forty five minutes. Um, not not super long form. Yeah, I yeah, like it's, cool. it's a lot. It's a lot more casual. It's uh, it's just it's it's basically just us chatting and uh, getting each other's thoughts and like having it sitting down and having a discussion with each other. Um, man, I like that. I like the name. I'm showing it right now. Tells podcast on. That's cool. So you, I, this is the the type of stuff. I this is like what I want to do as well. I don't really. The, the stuff on YouTube's great. I mean, it's fun. And I guess like in theory, the video, but I, I like the fact that like not having to have it recorded, not have or not have to have video necessarily and, and go on yeah. this, all this different things like iTunes and sound. I, I need to learn all this stuff. This is like what I, I have known nothing about. So maybe I'll ask you for a little advice on any of this or how it works. I don't know if you do it or if you guys have someone who helps. Cause I, I'm definitely like pretty lost or at least learning uh, as we pretty, go here it's pretty diy uh at the moment uh boosie actually does the editing there's a little bit of editing or you know there's always gonna be some editing that goes into any production or whatever so boosie does all that <laughs> it's easy for me i just show up and i have a conversation with her and uh get to talk to her for 30 to 45 minutes and then uh, the next day we have a podcast. So that's smart, man. It's like you get your, your, uh, you're optimizing. It's like, it's similar to what I think about, like, it's sort of like Twitch in my mind. Cause that's like what really clicked for me. I was like, look, if I'm going to play online poker, some like, why not record it, build something, have, like do something with it if I'm going to do it anyway and yeah. make it more enjoyable. And also just like, maybe, you know, if yeah, you're going to do that, you're going to talk to her anyway, you're going to try to find a little more time to do that. Why not? Uh, you know, throw in uh, and record it and, and do something with it. That's pretty, that's very cool. Um, all right. Well, I think we've answered most of these. I, the one other thing I wanted to kind of end with would be when like, this is something I find very interesting in poker and how different players, professionals and uh, handle it is like when you hear someone say, well, actually two things, sorry, two last things. One is your parents uh, so do you have siblings or, or no? I do. I have an older brother who lives in Los Angeles and a younger brother who lives in Michigan. And how do they feel about your career? Are they pretty, are they pretty like, wow, this is amazing? Are they like, they support you, family, um, brothers about, or the family in, in general? They're like, man, poker, that's great. Do what you love. Or are they, do they give you any resistance? No, uh, I think I'm, I'm pretty lucky in that regard. Um, they've, uh, I mean, I'm sure my parents had like, I'm sure my parents had some some reservations uh, silently about it, but you know they've they've kind of always taken the uh, approach of we want you to do what makes you happy, um, and you know I think my mom gets a kick out of telling people that I'm a professional poker player, and uh, now that you know we've we've done this YouTube thing, it built a little bit of an audience, and uh, I think they get a kick out of that because they can actually see like what I'm up to and what this whole thing uh, entails. Um, so yeah, they've uh, they've always been supportive, bros supportive as well. So I think I'm pretty lucky in that regard. It's a question that comes up kind of often is uh, people ask me how do they uh, either like you know tell their parents or how do they uh, get their significant other on board with this uh, this poker thing? Um, and it's I think a lot of people it's for, it's not the easiest of conversations. Um, you know, there's there's some other families, some other cultures that don't understand it or don't think think that highly of it or whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't know. You just kind of have to uh, approach it kind of scientifically, right? You you keep track of your results and you put together a little presentation. You show them your graph. You show them uh, how you go about being professional, what that entails, and uh, you explain 
what you can. Obviously, they're not going to understand everything, things like variance and all that um, and, and those terms. But you combine that with uh, talking about how you are not really that happy uh, at a nine to five traditional type job. And this is something that uh, you are super passionate about. And that's where you think uh, the real success comes from in life is doing things that you actually enjoy doing. Yeah. So luckily I didn't have to uh, do any convincing of the story. Boosie's always been into trading the markets. And when I met her, I was already a professional grinder. Um, albeit just hanging out at the low stakes, not exactly uh, any, any level of success really. But, um, you know, she found that really interesting. Uh, there's so many parallels between poker and the markets. So absolutely. That, for, me, for, for me, it was, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty uh, easy going. But I know it's not that way for everybody. Um, one more question from the someone else. What do you what do you feel about staking? What do I feel about staking? Like in like uh, in, in, I'm hearing echo. I don't know if it's me or you. Is that on your side? I don't know. I don't hear it. I can maybe sit back from the computer a little bit. Okay. Um, yeah. There. There you go. That's better. Like staking and it just that echo just started out of nowhere. So I don't know if it's. Right, yeah. Let me try and turn this volume down a little bit. See if that's any better. Is it you're hearing your own voice or what? Yeah, I was hearing my voice. Yeah, okay, it's better. Let's try it now. It's better. Um, yeah, like your thoughts on staking. Like, do you the industry in general? Like, do you, do you find that? I guess it's like tournaments. There's some talk about um, people swapping or in the high rollers this and that. But do you, do you feel staking's like net positive? Is it good to have that? I think you know for the community where people money may be coming in outside of it for to help or like. Do you feel? Is that something like what do you have a stance on it? Do you think it's good or bad or just sort of up to depends like teach his own? Like, do you have any uh, do you have any like feeling uh, strongly? I, mean, I, think it's, I think it's just going to be it's just going to be a national part of the 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 poker experience. I mean, I think it's actually like a really good way to help you um, sort of move up in stakes. And I, I think I sort of equate it to what uh happens in you know like whether it's we're talking about startup land or business land um people are going to get outside investors and it's not like businesses are not going to be just uh all of your own capital you know we have angel investors we have um we have uh you know all these different funds that uh that they fund startup companies all the time and i sort of equate poker staking and investing to that. I think if you're going to be move up, moving up in stakes, something, another thing you can do is you can sell a piece of yourself um, to some of your friends, some of your, your colleagues, your, your fellow poker players. Um, so if you want to limit the risk a little bit while you're getting used to, you know, the new bet sizes and all that stuff, I think it's pretty similar to that. I mean, I can't really speak too much on, you know, what, what all the swapping that goes on in the, the high roller scene, you know, there's been some discussion about people. They only have like 5%, 10% of themselves and everyone's just super pieced out uh, aside from the recreational players. I don't really know. I don't have any experience in that stuff. I'm not going to be a good source to uh, get information from on that one. But as far as staking goes, I think as far as, as long as everyone is all on the same page, which could be a lot to ask maybe because there's gonna be a lot of people that do it that are inexperienced you want to ask as many questions ask each other as many questions and you know what happens in all these different scenarios and like type it out and sign it you know what happens when what happens when someone loses what happens when someone wants to quit a deal um you know hash out all these different scenarios get everyone on the same page and uh off you go um i don't think it's gonna people are gonna stop uh you know investing in others 
I think it's a very sort of natural occurrence that happens both in business and in poker. Absolutely. I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, the drawing dead vlog acid. Most poker players have warped views on the value of money. Is that a struggle for you? Uh, that's Jamin Burton. Shout out to Jamin Burton. who has got his own blog. Um, a warped view on money. Um, maybe. I mean, <laughs> I guess if you're walking like, you know, in a, around a poker room with, you know, thousands of dollars in your pocket, you sort of forget that like, that's kind of crazy. That's kind of a crazy thing. Um, but I don't really, I guess like when I first started out in poker, I sort of assumed that, you know, back in the day, online poker was a lot easier. And when I was playing low stakes here in Vegas, um, you know, games, games are easy, but you still have to work pretty hard. You have to put in a, you just have to put in a ton of hours. And I think I sort of assumed that it would be easier, um, than it, than it would be like for a longer amount of time. So I think I probably, I, I'm sure I spent too much money, you know, when I first moved to Vegas, um, you know, you just sort of think you'll always be able to go back to the poker table and just pick up more money. Um, that's not the case. That's not how this works. So I don't think, uh, I think now I'm good about it and I'm not really into like material possessions and, and stuff like that. Um, so I'm, I'm not one to really splurge on different things. Um, so it's not really an issue for me anymore. Um, back then, yeah, when I first moved to Vegas, liked going out, going out uh, with friends and stuff like that and spending too much on craft cocktails, $15 cocktails and stuff all over Las Vegas. Yeah, I had. I, I remember my first in college, like around that 2004 time, like just looking now, it's hilarious. Like looking at like spending money on like a TV or something when I had what would bankroll and what was going on and just how dumb it was. Like it's like I'm much tighter with stuff now than I was then just like the equating with money so i think it's something it just kind of teaches like as you go too, right like you kind of like as you play you kind of have a general you have a better feeling as you're as it's going like how money works how it comes and in poker it is kind of it comes in a little bit of waves and, and you can't just you got to be a little careful about how you're spending it and, and hold on to it because you don't know like you could go on a cold patch you could go you know you might not play as much for a while and you just kind of have to like look at your everything a little different what are the uh, what are the chances of you uh, talking your old buddies Phil Lockin and Antonio and do a starting a vlog of some sort, some sort of uh, content creation on there? And I think we would all enjoy that. I I dude, I've talked to Phil Lock about Twitch a few times. I think there's a chance we see Phil on Twitch in the next year. I think it's like genuinely, you know, even if he's like he loves Call of Duty stuff like that, like playing some video games. Not necessarily like you know he lives in LA. He's not like going to go move his life out of the country to stream online poker. But like I could see him doing some type of content stuff, or uh, he likes that stuff. You know he. He just does it. he wants to be able to just go live and do it. The, the, the I think it's true with a lot of people is, and I'll say this from a Twitch perspective. I've had some well-known pros contact me and say, "Hey, like I want to get on Twitch. Can you send me like what I need, how it's going to work?" And I kind of always just like laugh or like in my I'm like, "Hey, look, like I think they're motivated, interesting people, but it's just like to actually take an undertaking on to do a YouTube channel or a Twitch. Like you really." it's a lot of work. Like it just like, I think a lot of people have even tried it or they like throw it up or they think about it or they record some stuff and they say, you know what? Because you really, it is a massive time commitment. And yeah. I think that's just like the the reality of it. Like I'm not trying to scare people away. I think if any, like I said, I, I would recommend try it, go for it, do it. What's the worst that happens? You make a YouTube channel and you do a video or two and you just don't like it. Cause it, it it's another thing like a guy like Phil Locke too, who's like a more known 
you know, he's a staple name in poker. At least he's been around. Antonio himself, they've been around for a long time. And like those kind of guys definitely have, I think, the the name clout to like move the needle to like expedite the process. But still, like, you know, like imagine Phil Locke like go live on Twitch with like 10 people watching and clicking a button on camera. Like it, it's like for him, it's like a, he's an older, a little bit older guy. Like, you know, it's just kind of like a weird thing to like to actually like mentally prep yourself to like dive into like a a thing like that you have to like really want to do it and really be kind of open to it's going to take a while to get something going so i don't know i think i think phil lock yes antonio no he's got babies just popping out right now and he's in la relaxing but at phil if i had to bet i think in the next year you might see a twitch phil channel i think that's um possible so i would say yeah it would be it would be great i mean i who wouldn't love to see phil playing call of duty or just hanging out and talking on and ha- having a good time so um yeah, that would be cool. Uh, I'm going to leave, like, literally, I keep saying, this is it. This is the final question of the podcast, guys. Thank you for uh, the questions on Instagram, YouTube. We are going to let Andrew click the button here for the uh, retweet giveaway, $20. You guys hope uh, you asked a question. Hit the retweet. We're going to, uh, we already copy-pasted, put it over here on this nice little tool, competition agency. I'll let him count it down after this last question. So when you hear someone say poker's a zero-sum game, uh, how are you adding value to the world? Um how how would you respond to that personally? Uh, I don't think that it necessarily. Uh, sorry, one second here. I don't think it necessarily matters uh, a ton. Um, I sort of look at it very similar to like a professional golfer. Um, obviously, there's going to be all these things that are like offshoots, uh, like a byproduct of the industry. Um, there's going to be the tours and then there's like tour sponsorships and it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, uh what do you call it? A spectator sport. It can be, um, you know, poker is similar in some ways. We have the world series and that big event and all these other events that go on uh, around the world, um, throughout the rest of the year. Um, I think the most important thing is that you're doing something that, uh, you enjoy doing, that makes you happy. And I think when you're doing that, then chances are you'll, you'll be sharing that happiness in some fashion, uh, you know, with, with other people. So I don't know. I think that's the most important thing. I wouldn't, I just, I don't worry about it too much. I don't know if there's, I don't know if it, I just don't know if it matters, you know, like what's the difference between the professional golfer, um, who does his thing, who goes on tour or a professional poker player. Yeah, so that's I like I like the answer. I think for someone like yourself, it's a little easier too. I mean, you are providing for look, you have a hundred thousand people that are watching your videos, so it's like maybe somebody. Who's just, I, I don't. It doesn't really matter. Like your point, it's like a pro golfer, or like a who you know. You could argue for anything. I think it's. A, I hear this a lot, but I think if there's a lot of ways to kind of dissect that and break it down where it like really doesn't make a ton of sense. Right. Like, how is it that different from, yeah, golf or something else? You know, also you are providing a lot of content and engagement, learning material, strategy stuff, someone who produces per se um, content for poker. Uh, It's a little easier, I think, to answer than maybe someone not, but even so like what, yeah, if you go play two five um, and just, or one, two or whatever you're playing and you're just playing poker, you know, it's still not that different than a lot of things that people are doing. Like what value per se, are you really giving back to the world? And also it's like kind of, if you, if you're able to make a living doing something you love, um, that's important. You're going to be a happier person. You're also going to be, um, 
potentially having free time. And then it's like, what are you doing with your free time? You know, are you being good to people? Are you generous? Are you doing getting involved with other stuff? So yeah, I like I like that answer. I think that's that's great. I just like to bring that up because I think that is something that's like a negative connotation in poker that I, I think is a stigma. It's not true. Um, so I like how you articulate it, and I, I'm definitely on the same page. And um, that's a good analogy. You give a lot of good analogies. I like that. Like you you, you equate it to things. I I like your style. There's no no uh, surprise that you have such a successful following on YouTube and across socials. Andrew, always a pleasure from Michigan. I will see you in the Bahamas very soon. Definitely let's uh, get some content with Oliver and Matt who won the uh, 30K giveaways from us uh, via PokerStars, which um, this is going to be an epic event. We got our 1% locked in as a swap and we will be uh, we'll be in uh, the Bahamas here in no time, man. It's going to be fun yeah, and man, this is great be, experience. It's quite an experience. Uh, it's going to be a learning experience for me. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Like you said, capturing some stuff with, uh, with Matt and Oliver and yourself. Uh, so yeah, go team. Let's do this. Let's do this. And we are going to close this out with Andrew counting us down here for the giveaway. We have a retweet. Looks like got a little better than a 2% chance. 46 people have clicked that retweet button for this live podcast. Uh, we are going to go ahead and let Andrew count it down on the competition agency here to pick the random tweet. Andrew, why don't you just go ahead and give us a tell, just tell me when to click the button. Uh, give us a go blue. I guess you're Spartan, so it doesn't work. Michigan, whatever. Just give me a signal when i should hit the button someone's gonna win 20 bucks on your uh your request so tell me tell me when to fire the 20 ball in here okay are you ready i'm, I'm ready when you are man it's up to you okay and now boom random tweet is generating and we got someone named johnny pop ivanov sounds foreign it does follow us they got a retweet for us that's showing love they're gonna get 20 bucks and uh andrew we really do appreciate it, man i can't wait to see you in the bahamas and let's uh let's make some let's make some actual actual magic let's do it we'll see you there i'm looking forward to it man thanks for having me on your uh your brand spanking new podcast buddy yes it is appreciate you thank you so much guys andrew Nimi, give him a follow youtube instagram twitter all the good stuff we'll see you in the bahamas we'll see you guys and andrew uh yeah man safe travels and say hi to boosie there you go i will do all right i got it right all right cheers (laughs) see you man thanks for listening to this episode it was brought to you in partnership with party poker go to partypoker.com to play tournaments cash games and improve your poker game Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes.